All right. Hey, welcome everybody. It is Wednesday at seven o'clock and it is sci-fi distilled. Welcome back, Mary Beth, of course. Hello, hello. We are wrapping up Halloween month with 1999's action. It's not even a scary movie. No. It's no, the movie. Really. It's 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 really a it's really like it's kind of like like I said, like last week with the Meg. This is like a roller coaster ride of a movie. Just action and fun. And uh, yeah, it's not scary. I mean, it is. I mean, a little, little bit. If you're okay, it is fun. I I found myself like chuckling out loud at a couple of the gags. So yeah, yeah, it's no, it, it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. Hey, Bill it's in keeping. Here. It's Thank in keeping too. with the classic monster. Like, and we can yeah. talk about yeah. this. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, Friday. this is universal. So you know, they own all the all the classic monsters, so to speak. Yeah. You know, Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein, the mummy. Uh, I don't know, werewolf, werewolf. Uh, whatever else they had. And maybe but the Invisible Man, I don't know. Maybe, we'll, yeah, we'll, Invisible Man. We'll talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit tonight about uh, something universe, Universal tried to do with, with their monsters. <laughs> so, so before we do that, you got news. I have news. news. I have all kinds of news for everyone tonight. Uh, it is 7.02, time for news. Um, so we, we've got two... Lo two Star Trek and two Star Wars coming up. We got the Lower Decks finale and the Prodigy kickoff, and then we've got Andor is still clunking along. And then they dropped all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated anthology. And these episodes are like split into two paths. One follows the character Ahsoka, and the other follows Count Dooku. And it's all our favorite characters back again. Ashley Eckstein is back as Ahsoka. Um, uh, Ian McDermott is back. Liam Neeson's back. Phil Lamar is back. Uh, uh, Clancy Brown will be there. So I um, can't wait to watch those. If, if it's like half hour, we can probably shotgun it. So it'll be the same style as the Clone Wars. So plenty to watch over there. In the meantime, over on the Star Trek side, uh, just recently at the New York Comic Con, the Picard showrunner Terry Metalis, or Terry Metalis has confirmed a Star Trek tradition uh, season three will have a passing of the torch from one captain to the next or from one generation to the next. He didn't say who or what or where or why, but that's something we can look for in the upcoming Picard season three. Uh, moving on, Leslie Jordan, uh, who you guys may best know him as Beverly on Will and Grace. I don't know if you have any memories of Karen on that on that show and Beverly. <laughs> they were just the funniest thing. Um, Bev, uh, Leslie Jordan has passed at age 67 in a single car accident. Um, Les, and I'm mentioning him because Leslie played Cole, a Ferengi, on the Voyager episode False Prophets. Uh, condolences are pouring out on Twitter. Everyone says he was just the nicest guy, uh, and that is a huge loss. Yeah. Um, weird little resurgence. 1998 Star Trek Insurrection was no one's favorite. But for some bizarre reason, like it was hovering in at the 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. But for some bizarre reason, the fans over on Reddit have started like looking at it again and finding good things about it and finding things to like about it. So if any of you out there want to put on your rose colored glasses and give Star Trek Insurrection another look, uh, you would be welcome to do that to help. Uh, lifted up in the standings, as they say. Uh, this Sunday was the Doctor Who big weekend, and we all expected Jodie Whittaker to regenerate into Shutigawa, Gatwa. 
But instead, lo and behold, and the fans went wild, there was David Tennant. The BBC has confirmed that David Tennant is the 14th Doctor and Shuti will be the 15th Doctor. I may actually start watching it again then. You might need to watch again. He'll only be on. Tennant was my favorite of the newer, by far, of, of the newer group. I kind of, I have to admit, I stopped watching it when they retconned everything, the whole background. I stopped story. watching it somewhere in, um, what's his name? White hair there. I I, I oh, love um, I love David Tennant. I love Matt one, Smith. The one right before Jody. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I kind of lost the thread. Yeah, his got a little weird. Was kind yeah. of on the I like Sarah. I like his I didn't mind Sarah. it, but what, what drove me nuts was the the whole retconning the whole hit the whole the doctor history and that well, he was like I mean, the original time. I'm like Capaldi, thank you, Martin. Oh, Capaldi, yes, Capaldi. yeah. You, so, um, but anyway, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, it's nothing. I didn't have actually initially liked Jody as I thought she did a good job. I thought she did a good it job. It wasn't. Too. It wasn't because she was a woman. A lot of people were freaking out. It was just I didn't like. I don't know why they have to to redo they the history on. of things. To I like Jody. I like the companions. Yeah, I just yeah, I just it just yeah. fell off for me. So yeah, we'll give it another shot. I love David. I'll, I'll I love David so, and just by David's back. Uh, he's not the tenth Doctor back again. He's a new Doctor. He's the fourteenth Doctor. So that's kind of an interesting little note. That's uh, Catherine, many, yeah. Catherine Tate is back as Donna Noble. Uh, the late Bernard Cribbins, uh, we will see a little bit of him. He did get to film some before he passed in July. Uh, and this is just for the 60th anniversary specials. This will appear in November of 2023. So we have to wait a whole year for this. Year. And this is probably going to be the episodes that include Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker. Um, so we'll see how this all unfolds. Uh, meanwhile, over in the MCU, a okay, you guys, you guys, you guys, a trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special has dropped, and oh, gentle viewers and gentle listeners, how I want to have a watch party with all of us together so we can rip this thing MST3K style. It really. Do you remember when I when I was talking about this in the news like some time ago? I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like the Star Wars holiday special." Yes, it is. It is just like the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> it's got that level of hokiness to it. So, um, yes, of course, I will still watch it. I wish we could have a watch party. I think that would be so fun. That might be something fun to do between Christmas. I mean, you could do it as a watch party. I don't think we could live stream. While I don't think we could well. live stream it. I have to figure out how we to could live stream that. while people watch it. We just can't live. Everyone stream just it. turn on on your own yeah, TV, and, and then and, we'll just and chat. We have to watch it on another. Yeah, so and then we chat. About I it. feel like this is going to be like so rippable but all right we'll see uh in other mcu trailer news the ant-man and uh, wasp quantumania trailer dropped and wow uh kang the conqueror is going to begin his tenure as the mcu big bet he's not beginning we already saw him in loki but he is officially there now as the new big bad um speaking of marvel james cameron was giving an interview about his new avatar movie coming out and oh my god i don't know what possessed him but he took a shot at both mcu and dceu saying they all act like they're in college like meaning the characters he's like they act like they're in college and they never hang up their spurs and you know they they never have they have relationships but not real relationships the kinds that ground us and give us power and love and a purpose 
uh, those characters don't experience it. And I don't think that's the way to make movies. He, he does realize <laughs> it's a com superhero comic book movie. Right? Also, dude, has he seen his own movie, Avatar? Like, I guess the two Avatar, characters I'm Avatar was just bad. It but was. The effects-wise, it was it impressive, was. but that's where it ended. And it and again, so I don't like having social messages jammed down my throat. Well, yeah, like there's that. That movie was just like, yeah, not not sure, not hiding it too much, are you? You're not burying it in the story at all. Yep. <laughs> so this is not the first time a director has taken aim at Marvel. Um, but I don't know. He just thinks his Avatar movies are more mature because the characters got married and had kids. The MCU fans obviously took umbrage at this. Yeah, that's not a good it was a tweet storm this morning, like yeah, that's really dumb of him to do that because when you think about the popularity of the MCU and you're coming out with a movie that is way later than it should have been. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's been how many years, when was the original, um, Avatar? Uh, 19... like 10 years ago at least. No, no. Like 2000. And... Yeah. It's been a while. Over like 10 years. So, yeah. so, you know, to take a shot at the MCU you're really cutting you're cutting your nose off spite your face in my opinion because you're going to piss off all these people that might have gone and seen your movie yes <laughs> and now they're going to be like screw you we don't want to see your crappy movie this was in so. an interview uh he's promoting avatar so if you got just google james just google james cameron and see if you guys want to read it for yourself whoo doggy in the yeah. meantime let's go back to the guardians of the galaxy christmas special it's got kevin bacon <laughs> As Kevin Bacon, like playing himself. There you go. You've got to watch this thing. Up. I didn't even know that. That yeah, I will have to go watch to see if I can. Oh, uh, it. it's go find the trailer. I find it. I'll post go it on the page. It's the so gist that... of it from the trailer, of course, I don't know. This is just the trailer, but the gist of it is that Star Lord Peter Quill is feeling bummed out because he's in space. He's not home on Earth, and it's Christmas time. Oh, I kind of miss Christmas. So all his little friends who don't know what Christmas is are gonna try, and we've seen this trope before. Like we've seen this plot before. All these aliens who don't know what Christmas is are going to try. And apparently one of the things, uh, Mantis and Drax go and just kidnap Kevin Bacon <laughs> and drag him. Like I, don't could be, I don't know. It sounds like it could be. It, I think it will be funny and goofy. And, but I just, I want to watch this with a group. There should be snacks and we should be ripping it. MSTK. What is it supposed to drop? It comes out November. Hang on, guys. I'm going to Google really quick. I want to say November 25 or 27. But I did not write it down. I'm sorry. So like right, yeah, right after Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, right I'm after Thanksgiving. I'm gonna post it on our 25, page. November 25. So here's the link. I posted it. So if you want to go to it our Facebook page. or is it just a single one off? I thought it was a one off. So this so holiday special that implies a one off to me. I think it's a holiday special. Yeah. yeah. So one off. Anyway, we need more Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. We do. We do. And finally tonight, guys, because Halloween is coming, uh, I'm going to we're both going to give you Rex if you're looking for a scary movie to watch. And you guys are going to immediately, instantly, without fail, grasp my theme because this is my favorite, favorite stuff to watch. My Rex for scary, well, for interesting sci-fi movies to watch yeah, for Halloween. They have to be sci well, they don't have to be sci-fi. No, they don't have to be sci-fi. Close Encounters, of course, of the third kind. Super eight. A Halloween movie. Because it's got aliens in it. Okay. What was the Super next one? Eight. Super 8. Signs. Signs. Vast of Night. That, that was, that was, Vast of Night reminded me a lot of 
War of the Worlds, the radio broadcast version, sort of. Oh, Vast of Night. If you that was a little strange, though. It was a little that was an odd, odd movie. I did watch it. Oh, god, I loved it. If you guys haven't seen Vast of Night, it you know, when you're making a movie or a TV show, they always say show, don't tell. This thing breaks those rules, it tells. This thing is exposition, and there's one part of the movie where they're so confident in their exposition. This guy calls into the radio station to tell him the story of like this ufo that he saw when he was in the army they're so confident in the actor's ability to portray this they actually let the screen go black i think twice during that segment you can't see anything you're just watching a black screen and you're just listening yeah, it's a very odd imagination it's almost it's, an art film it is very much an art film yeah very much it's, an art it's film. i love like it i love it yeah i love the mood of it i love the look of it i love the feel i love the suspense there's something out there but they're still like trying to go around do their normal lives, but there's something else. Oh, I love that movie. We should do that movie someday. I love it. Is that it? Was that your picks? Those are my picks. And I could go on. I have other UFO slash oh, well, I mean, alien movies if you guys are into that. But that's my thing. Well, one what of the ones are your picks? I, I actually was thinking about when you brought this up that you wanted to do the segment. And um, one of the ones that came to mind was Duel. Which oh, yes, you Steven, Steven Spielberg's very first one of his first films, and it was actually made for TV. Dennis Weaver is the star, and it's the guy. It's basically Jaws on land. Yeah, this guy is being chased by this madman in a truck, tractor trailer, and that's the whole and movie. There is a never person in the truck. It's not the you truck. never see the guy in the truck. Yeah, you never see the driver, you just see this truck, this rusted old truck, and, and it's the whole movie of, of him being chased by this trucker stalked and chased and everything. So it's so Spielberg is brilliant. It was made for television. It was never an, in the theater, but look it up. If you've never seen it, it is got, you got to see it just as a sci-fi. I mean, it's not really a sci-fi. Cause I guess the truck did have some supernatural sort of, is it um, like a, a pre a, a precursor to Christine? Or? No, no, they never imply that the truck is okay. possessed. Okay. They just, they just imply that they, it's just brilliant. Uh, Spielberg in the sense that you never see the driver even at the very end um, and I won't I don't want to give away the ending to it um, but you never see the driver of the truck you just see the truck and um, which is part of the suspense because he doesn't know who this guy is there's one scene where he the truck is at this diner he's at the diner so he knows one of these people in the diner is the guy, but he doesn't know which one it is, you know, who it is. So it's kind of neat. So if you've never seen Duel, please go look it up um, and watch it. It's a great, great film, if you, especially if you're a Spielberg fan. One of my other choices was I got into the, um, uh, what was it, Stephen? Um, why am I drawing blanks? I This is terrible. <laughs> happens to me every time. <laughs> the writer there that writes all the really scary books. Um, oh, King, Stephen King. Stephen King. Thank you. I'm losing. Right. This is what old age does to you. Stephen <laughs> King. So The Shining certainly uh, comes up as a very, 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 very yes, the scary shiny. movie. Oh, yeah. um, Christine was another one that I liked. Uh, again, kind of a scary movie where the that one, which you're talking about with the car that was possessed by the devil or something. I don't know what the car was. I usually don't it. know what possessed Christine. Like And why then, and then keeping, keeping I, with Stephen King theme, I like Maximum Overdrive. I think that's a that's a really fun, um, scary kind of movie. It's along the lines of Tremors and kind of some some 
Wait, Tremors was another another pick of mine, which we did. Yeah, Tremors is um, yeah, Tremors is a fun one. So that's kind of what I I thought. If you want good kind of sort of sci-fi, kind of sci-fi, um, not too as you can tell, neither well, of us are into laughter. Neither of us are into full-on horror. Like no, no, no. Hatchet and I watching Freddy Krueger. Yeah, no. Catch us watching Michael Myers. No, I remember I've yeah. seen like you know I remember back in the day like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street it was yeah. kind of popular. I remember seeing that and uh, the Chucky movies there. What was the that? Chucky. Child's Play. Child's Play. Was and just, I know it's supposed to be funny. Like I know this was supposed to put your tongue in your cheek. Yeah. I don't know, man. No, I'm not a, not into the slasher thing. So. But, and yet we watched Army of Dark. What did we watch? Army of Army Dark. Darkness is not a slash movie. It's not a slash movie, and it was <laughs> weird, but it was funny. Like I don't, yeah. I was okay with that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not what you expected, which is funny because you were like, you were fighting us on that one, me and Ken. You were like, you didn't want to watch it. We're like, no, you got to watch this. This is like the greatest movie. Guys, let us know. If you want us to maybe take a look, like do just a Stephen King night, I'd I'd love to. If you want us to do an M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong night, I would love to do that. He has some good ones. Um, and yeah, and go ahead. Tell us what your favorite uh, kind of Halloween-y, scary movies are. In the comments, the new comments, just so you know, I can see whether you're watching on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, right? Go anywhere else, that's it. I can see your comments, yeah. but I no longer have the capability to click like. Like, I would at least click like sometimes. And well, sometimes I, I, I throw them up when I see a good one. So, yeah, he throws them up. I, I kind of miss that part of it. I miss being able to write back to you guys and stuff like that. But, yeah. Well, you could still comment, can't you? I could. I would just have to yeah. now go over another tab, get into, go on to Facebook. Well, you can't comment directly. I can. Let See, me, I can uh, comment directly to the group. Let me actually there. open this over here. Like yeah, okay. So here we are. Here's all the chats, and I can comment over here. But I want to be over here. here like, I'll show if there's Martins. So anyway, uh, okay. So we, oh, drink. We didn't do the oh, drink. Oh, the drink. Yes. So what is our drink? Cocktail. So here For it mummies. is. Oh, a let mummy. Take, uh, hang on. Let me take the bit so we can see the whole thing. There we go. So it's called the mummy. And it is three three parts apricot infused brandy or just apricot okay. brandy. Uh, jasmine liqueur, lemon juice, white wine, orange juice, soda, and water and peach bitters. Boy, that's got a combination. Apricot, peach, so, and white wine. That's going to be a little fruity. A little fruity tootie. Yep. So, you know, give it a shot nice. if you want. Halloween. Tell Put me. a little... Drop a little dry ice maybe in there, you know. Yeah, get that little smoky effect. <laughs> Don't let it touch your lips. And that's you're good on, the, to go. that's on the page if you want to look it up. So so getting into this movie, 1999, we are, we are well into our CGI. Yes. And we're, and we're all yes. being blown away movie after movie. Yes. Advancements in CGI. And this one did not disappoint. But no. this one, although CGI was definitely a huge part of this film, the actors, the the writing, the, the the chemistry with the actors, this movie kind of came together in many ways. It was not just a uh, effects driven film. No, it wasn't. Um, I think it was. I think it was very fun. Um, it was the kind of the kind of movie that I like to see. As far as you know, a, a scary movie. It wasn't yeah. scary, obviously, at all. It was only PG thirteen. Um, but but there was a lot of humor to it, you know, and there oh, were some God, some yeah. obvious gags, but. Um, but if you mix that in with the action and and the effects, and it just the whole movie worked. Oh, absolutely! Obviously, obviously it spawned a, a, a well, it respawned a franchise because the Mummy was with Universal Monsters had its own sort of 
franchise back in the 50s, 60s when they made those films, 40s even. Um, but uh, this one kind of reinvented it and, and launched it again. And, of course, there were three, subs two more subsequent films and a spinoff film. Two and a video game and a cartoon. Video game. And car yeah. Cartoon. yeah. So they um, – they really, they really had capitalized on it. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, but just just circling back to the effects a little bit. So this was a nice mix. So don't forget, this was nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. And they were up against the Matrix, and the Phantom, the first one there, Phantom Menace, right? Which had far more. This was a really nice mix. This was ILM that did this, and it was a really nice mix of. Uh, cgi and practical effects i there are a few of them that look a little dated now but the overall effect like if you just suspend disbelief and just put your feet up and watch the movie is that it works yeah it really holds well. like like i said i think i told you earlier i was watching it and i had i had to watch it i had the dvd and i was watching it so i'm watching it on a 70 inch screen in standard definition and yeah. Couple of the effects were kind of obvious. You could see kind of the layers, you know, that there was live yes. action mixed in. But I really didn't feel that. Oh, this is really bad, you know. Like, oh, uh, you can see how bad it. Is. Like I said, as long as you don't pay too close attention to it. Um, I thought the mummy animation when he was mummy, still like a mummy, mummy. Um, it was still holds up. I yeah. think it still holds. It looks a little bit Harryhausen. Yeah, yes. A little yes. bit, but I wonder if that was on purpose. I wonder if it was on purpose, especially the scenes where there were multiple mummies all fighting them. That looked really Harryhausen sometimes. And you yeah. know what? I didn't mind it. Like, part of me was like, oh, hey, yeah, okay, that's cool. Nice nod to Harryhausen. But, I mean, th that's the one thing, like, as I was watching other people's reviews getting ready for this, that's the one thing people nitpick all the time. They're like, oh, the, this, the effects, it looks like a cartoon. It looks like a cartoon. Well, by today, sir, remember this movie. This is twenty-three years ago. Yeah. Look at the advancements we've made great. in that in that technology. The sand, so, you know, the sand so thing was the coolest one, and I think that was one. The sand and the, and the, the when they're in the plane in the skin, I think. Yeah, when they're in the plane, and he does the thing where it's like his big, you know, giant face comes out of the sand yeah. and follows yeah. the airplane. Um, that was to me in the theater was impressive and very cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, on the know, big screen, that looked yeah, awesome. That was looked really, really impressive. So I, I give them props for for the effects and what they did with it. Um, and I do think it still holds up pretty well today. I don't. I think the movie as a whole holds up. Oh, know, absolutely. The, the gags are good. Well, it's still it, funny. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing: is this thing? Don't pick apart the plot too much. The plot has holes. No, there's a lot of suspension. In this and movie. there's no character development, but somehow. It just clicks. Yeah. Like it just clicks. The whole thing just clicks. Jeff is saying it was the first really fun mummy movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. and Frasier was perfect. Yes. Brendan Frazier was <laughs> Winston Pedal Faster. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Frasier was absolutely perfect for this role. Um, they were looking at Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. They they offered it to Tom Cruise. Who turned it down? I think they looked at a couple other. And then and he went said, and did a really bad mummy. Movie. And then he went and did the mummy. I want to talk about that. Just we're going to take a tiny little side diversion here, really quick. So I want to talk about the Tom Cruise mummy. Um, that came out much later, though, wasn't it? That came out much later. That was 2017. Yeah. When the heck was that one? 2014, 2017. Here's the thing, guys. Um, when when Brendan Fraser did this movie, 
it kind of created a resurgence in the universal classic monsters. And the universal classic monsters are Dracula, Frankenstein, the werewolf, and the mummy. And then maybe a couple others, Invisible Man. Invisible maybe. Man. Um, and so Universal, right around, this is like the early 2000s, and Universal is watching the MCU universe be born and become, you know, become a thing. And they're watching their box office get kicked in the butt every single time MCU releases another movie. And the the MCU, the MCU released something like 19 movies in 10 years. Like they were cranking them out yeah, for it was a while. Like, it was like a machine. So Universal, the studio, the executives over at Universal, like, okay, we need a universe too. We need a universal universe. We'll make the dark universe and it's going to be all the creatures. It's going to be the, 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 the Frankenstein and it's going to be werewolf and it's going to be Dracula and it's going to be the mummy and blah, 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 blah. And they, um, they did get the Tom Cruise movie, the mummy to be its inaugural thing. And they were even going to have like a Nick Fury. Their Nick Fury was uh, Russell Crowe was Jekyll and Hyde or just Hyde or just Jekyll, whichever one. Um, and he, and they had their own, like, uh, you know how Nick Fury has, they have like headquarters, uh, they had headquarters too. Like it was, it had that feel and, and, and Van Helsing was going to be in it. Like it was going to be this whole thing. And so Tom Cruise does the mummy, that thing tanks so hard. It just, it I didn't, I only saw parts of it, but it just, yeah, it, it was, was bad. And that was it. That was the end of, you and they, they had Javier Bardem lined up. They had all these people yeah. lined up to do these movies. And it just, it didn't and happen. That, and the and only movie the that came out was... Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way yeah. it seems to go in Hollywood. Is yeah. like, they, you know, and, and and I don't know. You know, I think I think probably it was a smart move because I don't know if they would have... I, I, superheroes, and, I, and I've said this before, I think I'm amazed that the superhero phenomena has continued, that they're still making big I am too, but I we have a bunch of people kind of haven't been burned out on superhero movies. I, I do, I'm, I'm with you, but they have a blueprint. The comics have already laid out the plot and the storyline. Yeah, I mean, they, that's what I think, that's what I think is keeping is people involved is, yeah. the, is the overall are the, 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 you know, that story arc that we're covering, like with Avengers was this, you know, how many movies were involved in that whole Thanos. Yeah. Arc, oh, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? If you could really go all the way back to the original. And, and, but they were so Iron clever. They, they had stuff, little hints, like everything was connected. It was all. Yeah. They, they, they'd them. always leave those little teasers at the end to get you yeah. into the next one. So no question about it. Marvel has done a brilliant job um, with, with their franchise and, and keeping people interested. Sorry, um, universe. They, I guess they've had some stinkers. We know universal. this, but. The I guess we their film and, and again universal i don't know if monsters classic movie monsters were gonna have the same i don't i don't know either i don't know and because we're gonna talk to roy and ross friday night about the monsters that that tv show came about because universal was airing its monster movies on television and it had such popularity that they decided to do that show well we know supernatural type programming and films certainly have a popularity to them. Hell, there was a whole show called Supernatural, Supernatural that yeah. went on for how many seasons? I mean, it went on forever. A lot, a lot. It so clearly, you know, when you add Buffy in there, and you add and and but but I think the key, I think what maybe they missed with the Cruise movie was if you look at all those shows, they're all not really quite that serious. They all kind yeah. of have a sort of that tongue in cheek you know, goofiness to them that I think keeps it light. 
and interesting. I think if you try to make things the classic horror of two horror, yeah, I the mean, that, you, was, you 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 narrowed your audience too much. Yeah, you really have. You really have to, to bring it back to our mummy that we are talking about tonight. Yeah, Brendan off, Fraser, off topic, go figure. Way off topic. Brendan Fraser said of Tom Cruise's mummy, he said, you know, they tried real hard. It was a beautifully done movie, but it lacked, like it lacked what we had, which was just that element. It should be a thrill ride, not a straight horror. And it should have an element of comedy and a, you know a lighter element. And you know what, Brendan Fraser, I think you're right. Yeah, he's I right. Think that's why at least, Tom at least in this format, I agree. It it works. Like I said, we we've said this before. It works so well um, that yeah, it was just. I don't want to say it was lighting in a bottle. Use that term too much because it wasn't that. It was just well made. Everything fit together right, and 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 you had a, you had two hours of entertainment. Yes. It entertained you for yes. two hours. You came away with a smile. You, you enjoyed it. You didn't really, you weren't looking at your watch every 10 minutes to see when this thing was going to be over because something was always happening in it. I mean, if you look at the progression, we start with a nice little backstory. So we know yes. why the mummy it actually is makes there. our bad guy a little sympathetic too. Right. We understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we know what happened to him. And then we, of course, we fast forward. You know, three thousand years to the it's placed in the twenties, I think. Is it nineteen twenty three? Something in there. So then we, so then now we have. I, I assume he was. This was what the uh, French Foreign Legion that That's they were. Right. Yeah, Just I think it was supposed to be the French Foreign Legion. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, they're out there battling, and then you know, and then we find out later that the reason they were there was that they weren't even supposed to be there. That they kind of went AWOL to yeah. go find Avanatra. Yep, um, so that they were gonna find gold. So, so, so yeah. So then, um, so then, of course, we 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 kind of go forward again, and now we're a few year, a year later or something like that. I don't know what it was, and and he's being he's going to be hanged. Brendan Fraser O'Connor O'Connell, um, Rick Rick O'Connell, yeah, yeah O'Connell, and he's going to be hanged, and 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 we never uh, find Weiss, out why. Uh, they, they, he did that he deserved a hanging. They did, didn't the guy that was the kind of the warden? I thought he said what, why he was being hanged. I can't remember. I don't remember the reason. I thought he did. You know, and interesting enough, what that scene where they did hang because he does drop. Yes. He almost, not, well, he literally. I guess they had to resuscitate him. Yes. Stop breathing. I he mean, that's crazy. Like, it's okay. I want it to look right. I want it to really look like I'm being hung. So you can make this a little tighter. It's okay. Uh, yeah, well, the thing was, what I thought was kind of here's the suspension of disbelief. You saw how far he dropped, and, and, you know, yeah, and, and then, you know, no, his neck didn't break. There's no way his neck wouldn't have broken from that drop. In fact, sidebar that's a very specific scientific thing. Yes, they, they yeah. hang people that they take their weight and the distance they have and to the, drop, measure, yeah, so that it their neck breaks but doesn't rip their head off, yeah. There's, or doesn't go far enough and then chokes them because you want it to be snapped and dead. Anyway, that's the whole Kevorkian thing. But yeah, if you really want to look it up, there's a whole science to hanging people properly. Which is good. Good Halloween fair. <laughs> good, good, Halloween fair. good for Halloween. Look up the well, science yeah. of hanging people. Yeah, there's a whole whole moving. Anyway, moving. so then of course then we jump to because he's he knows where Hamanatra. She's looking for Hamanatra. Um, the city of the dead as it were. So, I mean, there's like a, the, the backstory, they fill it in pretty well of why you don't want to go there and why yeah. you would want to go there. Yes. It's supposed to be a ton of treasure, but there is this mummy buried there that, you know, 
and, not, and I, you I, also I, meet the other American team. The Am Americans. I love that line where he does that. That's the thing. But <laughs> people were criticizing. You know, they really, they really racist toward the Arabs. But I, they, they dig, they dug on the Americans and the Brits a couple times too. Well, the Americans were clearly them. cowboys. That's how they wanted yeah. to portray them. Yeah. It's all cowboys. Like shoot first, ask later. Yeah. They and greedy, but they get their yeah. comeuppance. Like they're greedy, but they all get killed for their greed. Yeah. So that you know, I mean. Our bad guy has a sense of higher ethical or higher moral purpose, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so they end up, of course, through a series of events. They find the mummy, which is a funny scene. When they find, they open up his his sarcophagus. And, of course, he's not completely composed because, you know, of course, it's still. And juicy. I love that they both say juicy. Juicy. <laughs> he's juicy. He's juicy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. So, yes, uh, but in that whole section of the movie, the the American team open the Americans. No, the workers they had working for them. They open something and they all get acid yeah, in the face. Like salt, all acid salt in the face. Acid or something. But then after that, it. no one takes any heat or caution. They all just like yeah, that yeah, was probably the most gruesome scene that you ever saw because those guys you saw their faces. You saw them. Melt. Yeah, we. Everybody else that dies like just die, like when he's when the mummy is taking taking their. At, you know, life force or whatever he yeah. does. You That's don't do that. It's all done off camera. Yeah. The killing of the pharaoh in the beginning, silhouette. Her killing herself, silhouette. The second time she dies, silhouette. Yeah, even when they Him cut his tongue off. The, Amer the other American cowboy dry, silhouette. Yeah. yeah. Um, stabbing when they, when... the one guy done below frame so you yeah. don't see it happen. Like, yeah. this thing was, they took pains to avoid gore and I blood. Think they were and purposely trying to stay under that R rating. Yeah. And we were thing. also, we were talking about him being juicy, like the designing, the CGI design of this mummy. The director course, was adamant. He's like, I don't want the bandages just staggering slowly around. It's not going to work. They also had a gore man. factor that they had to, they had different, yeah. to see, the test to see if it was too gory. They didn't want the mummy to be too gory. But I thought the mummy was actually he was pretty cool. I love the scenes when he um like he's half restored. Yeah, he's kind of coming back. And the yeah. scarab comes out of his neck and then goes into his cheek and then he just eats it. <laughs> the scarabs were another great thing. Um, the way they would just, you know, they were like piranha. Yeah. Got the one poor worker that tripped and it just they all go over and, and then all his like bones and stuff. Is it in the rags of stripped it clean in about two seconds? So yeah, they were kind of a great, of course, at the end. That's how Benny gets it. No, and that's how Benny gets it. Yeah, Benny, gets Benny. It. Benny, Benny got his comeuppance. It looks to me, I have all the horses. It looks to me, you're on the wrong, the wrong side. side. Yeah, there was, of course, that relationship between Benny and, and, and Rick. Rick yeah. O'Connell, it just was great, too, because he, of course, in the beginning, when they're fighting these, these, um, I, I don't know who the Bedouin guys that, that are attacking them, um, you know, he takes off. Benny runs. He just says, I'm out of here. I'm not going to do yeah. this. Yeah. So that was their first kind of establishing that he's not, you know, very a strong moral character. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, so then, of course, this whole thing, and then Benny gets his. Although, and, and, and Rick tries to save him at the very end. But he yeah, just, he does. And he, he does. does. He, he does. does, he does try. He's like, well, bye, Benny. Fast and he said, he's like, after he says, realizes there's no way yeah. he's going to get him. He's like, bye, Benny. Bye, Benny. <laughs> Which is what he had said earlier. The thing about this movie is, it, it like I said, this plot hole is no character development. It's a little bit, but it's it's very self aware. Like they know that they're 
being a little bit, uh, I don't want to say flippant, campy, is that the word? I don't know what the word is. They know that. Like, Benny, the, the, the mummy comes by with the sand wall, and Benny's like, oh, I love the whole sand wall yeah. thing. Yeah. They're just, I don't know, their tongues are firmly in their cheeks, and they just, they kind of know what they're doing, and I don't know, it's a self-aware movie, which makes its kind of humor work. Yeah. Right? Uh, I just loved it. All the little funny, yeah. goofy things. It is. It is again. It does. So yeah. So the you know. But what I thought is other other thing I liked about this movie or made it work was you kind of had like there was like acts because you had like the first act. You realize we don't even see the mummy, the actual mummy, until an hour halfway to this film. Oh yeah, that's we true. Get an hour into that's this film true. before we actually see the mummy yeah. as a mummy. Yeah. Um, you know, which is interesting. So we have like, I like kind of look at it like an act. So you have like the first act where they're kind of in Cairo and we're kind of meeting some of the characters. And then second act when they get to, they're actually uh, traveling to Hamanatra. Then we have another act when they're at Hamanatra. Then they're back at Cairo. And then they're back in Cairo. Yeah. Cairo, and then they're back at Hamanatra again. So the, yeah. the way they broke it up. Um, is interesting uh, and and it works because you know he's here I am again you know it's kind of like that um, yeah Martin that's true uh, Martin saying um, there's a lot of Abbott and Costello type jokes in this film absolutely and I, maybe yeah. that was on purpose you know there was there was an Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein I think or something like that um, if I recall. Yeah, we hi Francis. Welcome. Francis is saying loved how much it was like the original cult. Yes, this was absolutely based off the 1932. Can someone remind me of the year of the Boris Karloff mummy? It that one and not the 1950s hammer film. It was based strictly no. off the, the earlier film, um, which had the same type of plot where the love story is kind of the background. It's a, it's a dual love story. We have the love yeah. story between Imatep and Anaxuna Moon, right? The two the two mummies, basically. And then we have a love story between Rick and Evelyn that developed. Yes. So yes. You know, we could call it a love story. Which was kind of so weird and goofy. I love that. I love the whole thing with the with the plagues, how you know, yeah. this is my favorite one. The, now here's the thing I thought if you want to want to get nitpicky, you know, why did only the townspeople be possessed by, you know, where they were boils and, and like but none of the 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 british military guys weren't nor were our main characters affected but just everybody else was. everybody else <laughs> i never understood that you one can control okay. the place you had to be egyptian controlled by yeah varying degrees of control over the plagues so yeah, yeah. So do we want to zip through our cast? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Brendan Fraser, of course, a lot. And, awesome. and, of course, this was – he had done a lot of stuff prior to this. So he was a known quantity in Hollywood. Yeah. But this movie put him on the track for action hero. Um, yes. Of course, it's probably and very he did it well. And he did it well. Um, I think he surprised some people. We, we were used to seeing him in, in roles like Encino Man, you know, goofy yeah. stuff. Um, and I think this this showed that he could play a leading action hero. Um, and then, of course, he did the subsequent films, and then he kind of fell out of favor in Hollywood. Yeah, he's making a comeback. He's making a comeback. He, in an interview, he openly admits we were—I was chewing the scenery up like a beaver and loving every minute of it. He was awesome. Francis is just saying, until I saw the Karloff flick, I always saw the Mummy as an ambling, shambling, yeah, like wrapped in the 
like wrapped like on Scooby-Doo, wrapped in the bandages and kind of going like this. Yeah. Yeah, the the Karloff flick, you see him wrapped once at the beginning, and then you just see him kind of as a human after that. Yeah. Um, but it has a lot of suspension and tension, which is I I I think worked really well for that flick. And I think they pulled some of it over into this flick. This flick had a little more humor, I think. But yeah. So that so yeah, that's Brendan. Uh then moving on, we had Rachel Weiss, who I adore. And hey, props to her for having period accurate eyebrows. <laughs> like the whole movie, I'm looking at her eyebrows like girl, what have you yeah, done? She, oh, she looks so, she's interesting because in this movie she looks so much different than she did in the subsequent films. Yeah, she changed a lot in any of her subsequent films. Have you guys just seen her recently in the Black Widow film? She looks completely different. Yeah. She plays so, the, the quote, I'm gonna put in quotes, mother, quotes, mother in the Black Widow film. To to David Harbour's father. But she clearly works in this one. You know, it's interesting the scene where we first kind of see her in the library and she's she's cataloging in the course, she tries to reach oh. and and when the bookcases fall like dominoes, they had that was a one take. Yes. And they, they had to make sure they got, got that in one take because it would have took over a day to reset up. Reset it. Yeah, it was like all it's thousands of books. Yeah. So all those It was a really it again, it was a fun scene. Was it necessary to film? But it did establish her as a bit of a clutch. As a clutch. Yeah, all that yeah. that was just character development. And yeah. was it particularly good character development? Probably not, but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, it gave her that she was smart, but she was kind of a little bit. Yeah, because then the, the guy comes in, why do I keep you? Well, you keep me because I, I can do this and this read and, and translate this. Yeah. yeah, so you establish. So there's so her then, character right there. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to John Hanna, who plays here her brother, Jonathan. Um, who's been in a bunch of stuff as well. Uh, he, of course, he's kind of like the con. He's, he's like the comic comic relief, you know, yeah. he, he's like, yeah. he's, of course, he's a bit, he's a bit shady. Um, he stole the key that this kind of thing that they need to open up all these books and, 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 and sarcophagi. Um, but he stole it from Brendan Fraser. Yes. He stole it from O'Connell in a bar or something. So they, so they had that connection early on. Uh, John Hanna was also one in one of my favorite TV shows, uh, which was um, Spartacus. Um, oh. uh, it's it's not for the faint of heart. If you like that, if it's it's very violent and there's a lot of sex in it, but it's a really good. It's Roman, obviously, it's, uh, but it's a good it's a good series. Um, so he and he plays he plays a Roman owner of these. He's, yeah, he's still a lot of work in Britain. Yeah. Not that was that was probably the only he, other he thing that I really on know Agents him of from. Shield. Yeah, he's so, been yeah, in a he's lot around. of stuff. He's yeah. around. Yeah. So um Arnold Vosloo as the as the mummy. He's as the mummy. Um, and he, he kind of brought the sexy to mummy. I, I, I gotta yeah, tell you. I guess. I mean, I'll take your word for it. Okay, he's a good looking guy. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Well, he wasn't too good when he kissed her and his like mouth was oh, all yeah, his mouth was turning all dry and, and dusty. Yeah, kind of. Why did he do that? He got healthy and then when he kissed her, it went. I don't know. What that I don't was, know. Is he sucking about. life force from her? Was she sucking life force from her? I don't maybe, know. Maybe it was implied. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, don't overanalyze the plot. No, don't overanalyze it. There's I love those no, scenes because like when the cat is, you could drive a truck before he's fully formed, so to speak, for, fully restored. He's afraid of cats because cats yeah. are the guardians of the underworld. So why didn't we and, just leave cats back at him and Aptra to keep everybody? Right, they should have just littered the whole place with cats. But um, I mean, I mean you got a giant. It's a giant 
sandbox, right, for them to poop. They would have loved it. It would have been great. It. So, but I love that scene where he sees the cat, he gets frightened, and he turns into like a dust devil and goes out yeah. the window. Out Again, the window. great effects. Um, really good effects. Um, moving on to Kevin O'Connor, not to be confused with O'Connell Lee King, who plays hey. Benny. Um, he plays this role really well. Um, yeah. you, you, you love to hate him. Yes. He's a weasel. He'll do anything he, yes. as long as it's self-serving. He gets his comeuppance, as as Evelyn said to him. But everybody gets like him. Gets them. The other film that he was in that I remember, he was in um, Van Helsing. Oh, was um, he in Van Helsing? And he, was, he played oh, Igor. Was. Igor. Yeah. Um, and he plays, it's almost the same exact character as Benny. It's yeah. just You guys might remember him from 112263. He was on that. He was on Chicago PD for a while. He's he's around. He does yeah. stuff. You don't recognize him as much when he does normal stuff. You yeah. Just, when, he does yeah. So different when he did Benny and or Igor Igor. Yeah. Frederick Frankenstein. He, but he oh he was great. He was yeah. so good. And the, I was watching an interview. The the camels, all the camels as a group decided to hate him for some reason. So it kind of worked. There's one shot in the movie where he's actually trying to pull trying a camel. To pull it, to get yeah. it was the camel genuinely resisting him because for whatever reason, all the camels hated him. Yeah. No um, one knows why. You want to go through all of the, there's a couple of the Americans. Were not, I, really, I don't think any of the people that were Americans were particularly... Yeah, we know John. We know no, we don't know John Hyde. We know Oded Fair. Oded Fair is one of our uh, roads tonight. Uh, our all roads lead to Star Trek. Um, Oded Fair plays the lead. Uh, Artith Bay, the lead. Uh, the guys in black there. Mm-hmm. And I recently watched an interview with him. What a delight Odin is. Odin is so charming and funny, yeah. and he was telling these hysterical stories about. Like <laughs> they're in the scene. Like he had never done it. It was his first movie. He had never done any of it before. And they're in the scene in the car. They're all piled into that car and they're trying to escape and the zombies are piling on the car. And Odin was trying to punch the character artist was trying to punch zombies off the car. And the stunt men would then take over and do the, the trickier stuff. But I guess he was like, if you guys, those of you who are watching who can see, he was punching like this, like he was going down and the stunt man had to take him aside and be like, Hey man, don't, you don't know how to punch. Don't you do know that. that scene? That scene I noticed it was funny because if you watch that scene and they they run through the crowd of of zombie people, um, and they're all piling on this convertible car, they keep punching them and throwing them off. Now they're moving at a good yeah. pace at this point. Yeah. Yet the car never seems to lose men on the car. No, like, there's always they go to a wide shot. It's still covered in people. <laughs> So that was one thing. And then they crash that car into like a fountain at the end of that scene. But then almost in the very next scene, they get away. Remember, they go into the into the sewers to escape the the mummy. Yes. Yes. And then the next scene, they're driving in the car up to see. Yeah, the the same car, right? Like it's the same. Where did they get the car back? You're in the sewer. So I guarantee you that was a flub. That was a yeah. It was a continuity error, but I mean, whatever. I noticed it right away. I'm like, wait a minute, that car just crashed, and they left in the city. Why would they go back for it? Yeah. Um, So Odin is one of our roads. Odin plays uh, Admiral Vance on uh, Disco, 
And I despite what you may think, until I saw his picture. Yeah, it's him. Despite what you may think of Disco, uh, I have more respect for Odin now. He was so funny. He goes, they let him talk about Disco for a hot second. It was, it was just this August they did a mummy panel at Emerald City, Emerald City Comic Con, which is Seattle. So just this August, it was him and Brandon, the two of them. And he, they let him talk about disco for a hot second. He's like, oh, it was so incredible. I'm on the bridge. I call my wife from the bridge, from the bridge of the ship. He's like, she's like, he's like, babe, you're never going to believe where I am. I'm on the bridge. And she's like, the Golden Gate Bridge? Like, which bridge are you on? And he's like, the ship, the bridge of the ship. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so not everybody appreciates the Star Trek like we do. Um, let's see, who else do we have in this thing? Oh, can I just jump ahead to Eric Avari? You guys know Eric Avari. He played in Orville. He played in Next Gen Reunification, Deep Space Nine Destiny, Enterprise Terra Nova. Um, you he, recognize him. He always plays a Middle Eastern or an Arab person. Yeah, he played in Stargate SG-1. He, was, he played in Stargate SG-1? He, no, he, he was in the film, too. The movie. He, he was, was in the movie, movie as well. He played He yeah. played Kasu. Like, he's the, the main Yeah, he's the, he's the father of, of Shari, who Daniel yeah. Jackson ends up marrying. You guys so, know him. As soon as you see his face, you're going to know who he is. He holds he the is. candy bar. Bunny Way tastes good. Yeah. Bunny Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's in this... And he's he's really cute and funny. Yeah. And then my other road, just so you guys know, is Jerry Goldsmith, the 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 composer, because he had did this movie has an amazing score. It has Middle Eastern and Egyptian cues. Yep. It's got some swashbuckling kind of adventure themes. Uh, it kind of rivals Indiana Jones. It yes. might even be better than mm -hmm. the Indiana Jones. Yeah, with that. Um, no, it's not better. No, the 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 the, the music. No, it's not better. No, I know what you're talking about. No way. I think it's. I no think the way. music is close. No, 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 no. no. Everyone you cannot compare this to Johnny Williams. Sorry, <laughs> no, Johnny Williams. Oh, Johnny Williams, you beat Jerry. Little, that's what they used to call him back in the fifties and sixties when he Johnny was doing Williams. when he was doing TV. They used to call him Little Johnny Williams. I don't know, man. Like John Williams, he's awesome, but Jerry Goldsmith has written some classics. I'm not taking anything away from this. this. Is good. The the soundtrack is good, but you said better than. I don't know. Was. This soundtrack is good. It's not better than Raiders. Come on, guys. What do you think? Well, better than Raiders? One thing. Everyone accuses this thing of being Indiana Jones knockoff. And maybe it is. No question about it. It's of the same yeah. vein. Yeah. Um, the music is great. It's not better than Indiana Jones. But anyway. <laughs> the one one I want to mention, though, is Bernard Fox, who plays the British uh, colonel, oh, who's the pilot, flies and he's drunk. We all know. You guys know him if you were classic television from Bewitched. He was Dr. Bombay. <laughs> that's right so oh, um so like he's kind of you mentioned and he plays almost the same character exactly the same he's kind of that yeah, he's kind of that quintessential british I officer. Like he played that character in a lot always, you know <laughs> that that's like we think of a british officer especially from like the 20s that's that's him you know that very proper but he's always this one he's always drunk yeah um, and going to just die of booze and boredom yeah booze and boredom <laughs> So he wants to. So he his whole goal was to just die in battle with him because all his, all his um, his mates well, did, and he's the only yeah. one left. So and he, I gotta say, I, when I he get, does die in the plane, if you notice when he yeah. finally he checks to see if he's alive and he's dead in the plane, he's, the he's plane. smiling. Yeah, he's smiling <laughs> in the plane. And also the two guys who were like strapped to the wings, they survived. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Well, you know, whatever. He went in first. The guys, the wings came off, so they absorbed some of the. Impact. Martin's gonna have so Martin. We see Ross and Ryan Friday. Martin's gonna have Ross vote on who which soundtrack is better. Whoo, Johnny Williams or Jerry Goldsmith? Whoo. I don't know how you. I don't know how it's even a contest, but 
I'm just reading the comments. Nobody seems to have an opinion, though. So we'll leave it that we'll put a pin in that. We'll, we'll ask Ross. Not that, not that Ross is still just an opinion. I mean, I mean, he knows Ross music. is the, Ross is the classic music, music but it's a very personal thing. I can't He's the say classic it. music radio DJ. Well, let's put it this way. He knows classic let's music. Way. If you play, let's put it this way. If you play the theme to this film and the theme to Raiders of the Lost Ark, every single person is going to know. People are going to go, I don't know what the other one is, but the other one's Raiders. Yeah. That just makes you smile when you hear Raiders. Yeah, it kind of does. It's just, it's recognizable. This thing, just for sheer technical, like, hey, thank you for including Egyptian and Middle Eastern cues in this thing. Good job, it's man. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking away anything from it. But you said it was better than Raiders, so I had to take umbrage. It's a good score. Color. All right, moving on. It's good moving on. We, on we still on actors or are we moving on to trivia? I think we've covered just about everybody. Uh, Patricia Velasquez as an ox and a moon. Obviously, she's not Egyptian. Gorgeous girl. Very pretty. Um, I don't know. She's done a bunch of stuff, but uh, she's around. Yeah, she does stuff. So, anyway, yeah. So, I think uh, we're um, trying to think of what else. God, there were so many things about this movie. Yeah, so many things about this movie. $80 million. It rates in $416 million worldwide. Good job, The Mummy. That's a success in our book. They got extra money because Babe the Pig. You know that Babe the Pig movies? They did Pig in the City, and it tanked. So, Universal, they were, like, panicked. Oh, man, we need a good one. Oh, throw extra money at The Mummy. Throw extra money at The, at the Mummy. And it worked. Um so what's some of my other trips? Oh, so this thing went through a number of potential directors, including George Romero, who we know from Night of the Living Dead, Clive Barker, and Wes Craven, who are all like horror, horror and they would have taken it in that horror direction. Um, but they ended up with this guy, Summers. And Summers, well, I was talking about Oded Fair and what a delight Oded Fair is. Summers rewrote the ending. So uh, the Ardeth, Odin's character Ardeth, was supposed to die. Remember he's like fending off all those other zombies and the, the tunnel collapses? He was meant to have died. And the, and the director like just A, loved working with him and B, realized what a great character he was. So he kind of rewrote the ending at the last minute to have Ardeth come back again. Because the character was just so cool. And then he also he rewrote was a great the character. He was a good character, and he comes back in the other movies. But he also, the other thing that they did for Ardeth, or for Oded Fair, was the movie, the open narration, was supposed to have been Imhotep. But then they realized, wait, he wouldn't speak English. <laughs> so this isn't going to really work. So they changed it, and they gave it to the Ardeth character. And that actually works, makes so much more sense, and worked just brilliantly. So kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. good that they like like even Imhotep spoke Egyptian or ancient Egyptian. I don't know. Ancient Egyptian, yeah. So so that and they subtitled it, so it made sense that because obviously yeah. he wouldn't speak English or at least no English unless he's been listening all these thousands of years. Um, he would have learned it that quickly, yeah. Um, they, so they, they cost talking about the special effects one hundred and twenty five thousand per shot. Wow, roughly what they were spending, and uh, but Stephen Somers, uh, he said that the mummy, the 1932 mummy, was he was eight apparently when he saw that, um, not in 1932, he yeah, when he finally saw it, 
<laughs> but he felt that that was a very scary movie for him as an eight-year-old, and he was trying to recreate it. Would have been. It would have yeah. been. Francis was yeah. was actually talking about it in the chat, and yeah, it has it has humor. Francis pointed out that it has humor too, but it has suspense, and it it was pretty scary. Scarier than well, not scarier, but Summers explained why for him it was scarier than Dracula or the or the Frankenstein. It just, I mean, we look at those films today and they're like, that's scary. That was scary. But I've always said that it's all relative because like when we had talked about Jaws in 1975, Jaws was scary. Oh, Jaws People was were yeah. terrified of the water because yeah. of Jaws in 1975. We watched Jaws today. My daughter, I remember we watched it with her because I tried to always give her the show of the classics. She loves the movie, but she's like, it's not that scary. Because we're like, yeah, you might be scared. You know, you might be scared. She's like, it's not that scary. So kids, you know, here they're like, because of what effects and, and everything else, it's, we've become numb. And that's why I think these movies have to become over and more and more over the top to satisfy this 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 need we have for more and more and more and until we're like in the yeah. movie until we're like having an experience like you don't right. watch a movie you experience a movie right yeah right um they, this this set wasn't without its problems they had spiders snakes scorpions uh some crew members got bitten and had to be taken to the hospital most of the cast had kidnapping insurance taken out on them because wherever they were in either the morocco or they were kind of in some parts in the sahara desert wherever they were they were a little nervous about that that could have been yeah, they had bad. a problem with the guns that kept. They, they kept had trouble jamming. with the guns. They guns had trouble with jamming because of the band. So they ended up just fixing it in post. Yeah, <laughs> they had problems with extras. Extras not not following directions. The one uh, in that scene we were talking about with the Imhotep, they were going Imhotep. There's one they had to paint his eyes white in post because he kept looking at the camera. So they were like, I just paint him white. A um, couple other little things going on. Oh, like little. Um, uh, behind the scenes things, Benji's torch at the very end, Benji's torch goes out, had a dimmer switch on, <laughs> and it would just go down. And then they'd say, Okay, cut, and they'd put it back up, and then he'd put it down, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, let's see what else do I have. Oh, so massive plot hole Imhotep's curse should have been punishment, but it also included godlike powers. <laughs> like, like, why? <laughs> Well, you, that's kind of, yeah, why would you, and they kind of do breeze, breeze on that. Like they say, you know, that this, this particular, this, uh, the hum die, I think is what they called it. Um, this of, of, of mummifying somebody while they're alive would cause this, this potential problem. No, they knew that, but yet that's why they never wanted to use it, but yet apparently they decided to use it. So yeah. Why would you ever, if you knew doing these certain things could create this this monster, this, why would I you do it? Even, for anything, why don't you just kill him? <laughs> I mean, eating live probably for, you know, it's kind of like a Sarlacc, right? We needed it for the movie to happen. Yeah, of course, we needed it for the movie to happen. But when you think about it, it was stupid. That, why would you do that? If you guys aren't watching Pitch Meeting on YouTube, you absolutely should be. He, he skewers, again, he skewers yeah. the movies. It's awesome. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just saying, this is not a movie you want to, you don't pick it apart. Just watch You're it. You pick it apart. Strap in for the roll for the roller coaster ride. Enjoy it. Um, I don't know anybody that didn't like this film. So universally enjoyable film. And for for a minute there, everyone's like, "Yeah, it wasn't that good." But then Tom Cruise came along, and suddenly we're all like, "Oh no, wait, yeah, that other one. It was much." Yeah, better. I never I never felt that way. I I liked this. I saw it in the theater in '99. I loved it then. Um, 
It was I a hit. I remember talking really to people about it. It was, like it was a hit. You know, we all were amazed by it. You say the Matrix came out the same year. We all were amazed by the Matrix with the mm-hmm. wire effects. Um, you know, all that stuff. And Galaxy Quest came out that year. 1999 was a big year. It was a good year. It was a good year for films. No question about it. So, I mean, but yeah, I don't think it, like I said, oh, well, this movie, you know, overshadowed this one. The Tom Cruise movie, I never even put these two in the same bucket. They were just like, the Tom Cruise movie was just bad. It was more of a horror film. And the, the mummy was female, if I, yeah, the female, it was female mummy. Yes, yeah, she Not that that makes any difference. But, um, yeah, so it's just, they're just not the same film. They're just not, they just have the same name. <laughs> That's a holy parallel. I'm sorry, Universal. I'm sorry your dark universe plan didn't work out for you, but we enjoy us some Brendan Fraser. would love to see more of him, please, and thank you. Yeah, so. Well, it is 8 o'clock, so I don't want to run too long. Um, what do we have coming up next week? I don't even know. What do we do? Coming up, coming up. Uh, Phil will not be on on Thursday. He will be doing Friday Freeform on WUSB Stony Brook. And next week he has a huge interview with the band, the prog rock band Evership. They are cool. You guys should check that out. Roy, this Friday at 7.30, it's us. We'll be joining Ross and Roy. You haven't had enough of us. Because you haven't had enough of us. Friday. And because I'm already weird enough, I'm going to be even weirder. I'm coming in costume. I don't even know if anybody else is going to dress in costume, but it's Halloween. And I, it's oh, I, don't know. I, didn't, I know you said that, but now that you say that, I don't know. I didn't get them. And an, uh, I don't know what Roy and Ross are doing. Yeah, I don't know. Halloween. Last year. Yeah, last year we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I was evil queen last year. Right, right, right. I think I did the Mickey Mouse can't remember what you did. You did Mickey Mouse um, from Fan, Fantasia. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. And yeah. Ross was something very esoteric. I don't remember what he was. He's but always something esoteric. That's very esoteric. I don't know. I got a couple ideas if we decide to go. I'm, that I'm doing it. This is my one chance a year to get in a costume, so I'm doing it. We will be on talking about the Monsters, Monsters. Lily, Herman, oh, Eddie, da, 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 and Marilyn, and the Dragula and their yep. coach. So if you want to hear all about the Monsters, which I have not watched since I was a kid. <laughs> I was kind of an Adams Family girl myself, but yes, I agree. I was, I was definitely more. Francis, into thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for everybody for joining us. Uh, we never did. What do we do next week? Do we know? Oh, I, I, I wrote down just. I believe next week we are going to compare and contrast the, oh, the two, two judge dread, two judge, judge dread dread movies. So yeah. if you didn't know, there's the there's the Stallone version, and then there's the um, Carl Urban version. So they're very different. Um, yes. so if you haven't seen them, you might want to catch up and watch whichever one you haven't seen. Oh, Martin, Rocky Horror. Oh, Martin, I'd go with you if I could. That's one of my all time. We did that last year. Favorite. Yeah, we did. We did Rocky Horror with Kent last year. Yeah, I love Rocky. Horror. I watch Rocky Horror every year at Halloween, whether I want to or not. It is, a good, it is a good. It is a good film. It's basically a play. On yeah, film. it is basically a play in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about that. Okay, so then uh, I don't know what we got going after that, but but uh, thank you everybody for for joining us. Have a happy and safe Halloween if you're doing anything for the holiday. Um, don't take any colored fentanyl. Don't do do that. Hand out nice candy to the kids; they deserve it. Yes. So, all right, we'll, we'll see you next. Well, we'll see you Friday. Yeah, we'll see you Friday. <laughs> if you tune into Roy's, if not, we'll see you next Wednesday. Live in the middle. Wait, live long and prosper. Good night.